it might be crucial to attempt to understand other perspectives, even though very often it requires a lot of effort and dedication. Ultimately, it gives you way much richer understanding of uh, the social world. But the process itself can be extremely challenging because uh, you have to confront your own point of view with point of view of other people. In this episode, together with Kay, we try to explore exactly this topic by using examples from art and politics to to better understand whether we should really look at the world from different perspectives or prioritize our own perspective. So if you like the podcast, please share with your friends and as always, enjoy. So I wanted to ask you, because we will talk today a lot about perspectives. Right. Do you think that every perspective really matters? Oh, um, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, well, matters to whom? Like, matters to me personally? I think every perspective matters to the person, obviously. But does every perspective matters to me? No. If, does every perspective matters in the society in large? Hopefully, yes. Yeah. And the, the the way that we want to sort of maximize the benefit of democracy is to make it like more inclusive always. So if all the perspective can ideally matter someday, yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be probably cool. Yeah, because what I thought, of course, I like oh, whether every perspective has a credit and whether we should really carefully understand every perspective. Or because, I mean, it gets tricky, right? Because there's so many perspectives that you probably don't want to hear or yeah. don't want to listen to. We don't want to give them a credit. And this is what I struggle with a lot. That's mm-hmm. I guess what we discussed because it feels like in, in the West. And I guess like for, like for us, like because, I mean, I, I, I would be honest, like we come from countries that are kind of outliers yeah. in the West. And... Obviously, you know, like perspectives of those countries and people from those countries, I mean, they're not really heard. Or they, and people don't want to listen to those perspectives. Um, and like for me, like the personal struggle is, of course, that they, they rather want to hear how you buy like Western perspective. Like, you know, if, like, if a person from Russia, like what they really want to hear is like, you know, how, how badly Russia sucks from Russian people. Like, you know, this is what yeah. they want to hear. Yes, but I think there is also a problem of a propagation of those narratives because what they hear from Russia in in the West is totally mm-hmm. bullshit. That's not the real perspective. Yeah, because they, they want something And they different. obviously hate it because it's so bullshit. And that's what many of these medias work in terms of like creating this outrage because they yeah. like the right would get like the most insane people from the left yeah and then the right the left would do the the same thing just to you know get a reaction especially yeah. now with social media but then i think i would like to think that people are thirsty for a new perspective but just this constant propagation of this narrative about russia yeah uh, it's just people just fed up with and that's why they don't want to listen to it 
But if yeah. they actually get, you know, a real perspective that is thoughtful and insightful from Russia, I don't think yeah. people would be against that. But the more I live in the West, the more I understand that they are really not, like they're deeply uninterested in listening to other perspectives because they're so kind of um, into their own perspective. There's, like, in other words, that's what we discussed, like, I guess, like, uh, off mic, that they really hold up to their own beliefs. Yeah. They, be, they believe that, like, you know, those kind of beliefs that they are, they are fundamental, like True. almost like fundamental to human nature. You can also say they're universal. And right. everything that doesn't really feed those beliefs, I mean, it doesn't deserve like any, it doesn't deserve even to be um, carefully analyzed mm-hmm. just because it's so off their own worldview. And so on. Yeah, but but I have one question. Do you think they actually get a real perspective from Russia or the perspective they get is just by Western media that is always trying to shit on Russia? Trying to shit on Russia. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, so that's exactly the, the thing. They, they, they never even got that perspective. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, if I get that perspective and I think that is the perspective yeah. and I don't criticize the media and, you know, don't be like, don't try to be critical about everything that I hear, then obviously I would be like, yeah, this is obviously bullshit. Like Russia is, you know, a quote unquote, obviously a terrorist state and shit yeah. like that, which is like, which is the thing that you get from all the media that you, yeah, you, yeah. you especially like in, you know, in the West, I'm, I'm talking about the West and like, you always see like, um, Putin is lying. Is like just one today. I saw like oh yeah, Putin is just fabricated. Like they yeah, spread yeah. it. They spread yeah, it yeah. so much lies and one after yeah. another. And I'm like yeah, that's that's your title. Mm-hmm. You know, like a completely biased. You know. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. That's I think the the the, the core of the problem is that uh, people don't even get that. They don't even get the opportunity yeah. to get that perspective. They just always mediated by this uh, western news media which is you know people don't really criticize it as well yeah and then when i started listening to podcasts i was like damn cnn was just a bullshit oh yeah it's so crazy even like reuters like those hard news they they, they are like completely like especially the war intensified this Mm -hmm. but i think yeah the seeds of this kind of like western i mean arrogance and just like this inability to understand that they're just different perspectives in the world mm-hmm. it's just like mind like mind-blowing because i mean those those people i mean i i think they do like deeply believe that they are doing like just like neutral analysis like oh for sure i mean they i mean because i don't think they're very like you know evil people who do it intentionally like do some type of propaganda but like they end up doing propaganda but right. they don't really think about it as propaganda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say some of it obviously is biased. All of all of us are biased in our own perspective, and um, yeah, some of it is just you know it's sad that you don't really get that perspective in 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 Europe. Yeah, you know, me if if I didn't have a friend like you, yeah. I would probably be the same. Because where do you even get it? Like I yeah. don't know Russian. <laughs> yeah, and there is no media that I can consume that I get that perspective. Yeah, that's why it's really sad. <laughs> exactly, and um, I think that is at the core of the problem. That is like people don't. Eat. Yeah, obviously part of his is 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 spice. Part of his is media, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was one more yeah one of his obviously like tribalism 
Like you just don't want to be like lonely, yeah. you know? I feel like so, these days, especially, I don't know, maybe after uh pandemic is a little bit more intensified, but like this sort of whip, weaponizing loneliness against people, just labeling them yeah. and making them an outlier and people just stop listening to these people because yeah. they feel like this is conspiracy theory. Tribal, yeah, exactly. But for me, it's also like a personal, a personal struggle here. It's like, how do you go from here? Like, because I mean, I obviously, I understand that it's, it's not like, again, I, it's like very hard position to be in because like, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be always judged by your nationality, but it's not, it's not like I want to say that I support Putin or anything like this. But what I want to say is like, you have to be just open to, <laughs> to listening to other people. Just start with this, but just like a very simple point. And somehow when I actually, like when I moved here, I truly believe that like West is all about this, like you know, it's all about listening to other people, it's all about individual, and and then like like for me like the whole <laughs> like the like the world changed when I realized that like whatever like people like in Russia like like in elite said about the West, it turned out to be kind of right, <laughs> and this is like you made like this the like, deep state. <laughs> It's like you made like this turn, like in terms of like your worldview that like, yeah, like, like to a certain degree, they are right to say that uh, like, you know, the West is, is, is imperial and the West completely, it does, like the West doesn't care about other perspectives. It's, it's all about its own perspective and it yeah. truly believes that its perspective is the one. Exactly. Because, uh, I mean, if you, if you, Put a put aside the, the the demonizations of this sort of perspectives in the, in the media or in society. There is truth yeah. to those as well. Like even in the Middle East, when you have these crazy countries, they have this like super you know anti-American, um, like uh, or like anti-West um, propaganda. But also when you get into it, we see okay. I mean, some of some of yeah. this historically <laughs> correct. I mean, they did fuck with these countries in yeah, a lot yeah. of way. They did. Uh, uh, stopped them from like uh, reaching democracy and you know like yeah. the democratic like sort of like political structure they did do that so they also have some yeah. truth in them even though like you know these are like yeah, super yeah. I would even say like these are extreme yeah. um, you know politicians but that's yeah I, I agree with you but I think I hope that with this type of like uh, what we talked about before the podcast, the new media that yeah. is the podcasting and is more independent and doesn't rely on the money of like you know big corporations sure. and stuff. I think we're hearing, we start to hear that actually. Yeah. I think it nowadays is much better than the times that we didn't even know this perspective existed. You know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, obviously it's true, and I guess the great hope. But it's also for me, it's just interesting. How do you go? from there how do you talk to like actually western people because it mm-hmm. seems like there it's hard to find people who are open-minded nowadays in the west i mean i guess it's also it's not just about like war in ukraine i guess it's also about different topics like pandemic like coronavirus whatever you have like you know they, they do have like this narrow-minded <laughs> focus and just uh like this like the narrative that they believe in they really think it's the one. Yeah. 
And like somehow for me, it's so surprising because those are the same people that believe in those like ideas of like different type of genders and different type of, uh, I mean, they, they do believe yeah. that. Yeah, they believe it because they're also established narratives. If they were, right, right, know, yeah, like 50 years ago, they would not do that, I, exactly. I would assume, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100% that, you know, there because this also caused by our sort of perspective of West when we realized that, you know, West is also, there's a lot of bullshit going on here as well. <laughs> and then we had this very like elitist, maybe like very high uh, regarded image of the West that people here are so critical. And then you see, sure, no, sure. people, you know, all over the world, uh, they're kind of in the same sort of level, average. Yeah. They just believe in different propaganda. True. But could could you make like a case for the West? Because I, I still feel what I also struggle with. It's like, okay, but I also do think there is a level of like, you know, uh, liberty uh, in the West that it's, it's really not achievable. Like I, 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 I think in Russia or Iran, for example. Right. It's like there is like this sense of being individual, but somehow like this individuality is of course filtered by those uh, like meta narrative that they have, right? Right. So some some things are not really acceptable, right? Yeah. Only things that like kind of like Western or like they filtered through this uh, kind of like a bubble of uh, or just like it, it it has to pass certain filter. Yeah. Like this narrative who we are, so to speak. And of course, here here is like a struggle because what like what to think about it to me for me it's it's still I I don't I haven't made my, made my mind so to speak in terms of I I just. I just I just sometimes feel not lost, but like in a sense of like true I truly I just truly want to understand how I can talk to these people openly without being judged. Like, you know, like Yeah. Um I think you're in terms of just respond to what you said about liberty. Yeah, I think obviously there is more liberty here, but then also I think the propaganda is much more intelligent. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is this huge, like, democratic uh, democratic uh, structure. But, for example, in the U.S., you have the deep state as well, yeah. you know? But it's also interesting whether it's way much more intelligent or, the, or, were they, or whether they have just way much more resources. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, in, in a sense, you have not just CNN, you have CNN, Reuters, and you have also, like, all this media in, in Germany. Yeah. They work in a unison. So it's like they right. present the same narrative from different type of like national angles, but it's eventually it's still the same narrative. Right. There's no big difference. Yeah. It's like there is no real critical thinking there. No. People that just eat it up. It's just like really. Yeah. But would you agree that it's 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 a little bit more nuanced? Of course. Yeah. Than like countries like Russia, or. I think it's. Um, the propaganda I mean, is kind of like it's really hard to uh, you know prove it wrong. And depending on topics, I think like the war in Ukraine is actually like pretty simplistic. It's like right. it's not it's it's really that simplistic. It's not that different actually from Russian like narrative in terms of it's just like that simplistic. It's like mm -hmm. I mean the way they the the wording, the phrases that they use, it's like this like like evil versus like good versus evil deep like you Obviously. know struggle. Right. Which I mean to me, it's actually it's it's also like super like Christian and super like almost like um, you know you, you could see the notes of uh, kind of dogmatic like religion here like right. we are the right 
yeah. side, they're the wrong side, and we're fighting for the good causes and the yeah. bad guys. It's like Russia is like exactly the opposite. Like it's like just basically yeah. saying the same thing. That those are bad people. We are good people. Yeah. It's like also like um, and um, yeah, and I think yeah, of course it's like it's 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 way much more sophisticated and nuanced, but it ends up like uh, just a propaganda. In the end of the day, propaganda yeah. is propaganda. Like you know, yeah, maybe. But also they have. <clears throat> Obviously, way many more people working and exactly. way many more channels and way many more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what I meant. Like, that's what makes them more intelligence, intelligent in a sense that they have those resources so they're more effective. Yeah, you they know? could. And I think um, that's actually a very nice segue about something that I also like noted I wanted to talk that you, you talk about liberty and this, um, like how people just buy into this narrative. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I feel like um, the change in like human beings, especially like when we talk about politics and progress, is that we have an, a, a structure. Yeah. Let's say we have a, this government who is kind of like a little bit of oppressive um, about like, you know, dissent uh, voices. And then you have a government after that, um, which is the complete opposite, but still the structures are of the same. I mean, let yeah. me give, give you an example. I mean, of of the U.S., like you had like, you know, this, this Republicans, like during Trump, they were like, you know, kind of like seen as very conservative. And then you have Biden and then you see the, the processes or um, the sort of like um, the outcome is kind of very much the same because the system hasn't changed. It's like a different voice, but in the same way, like you have... Now people from the left were trying to sort of uh, oppress yeah, yeah. people from their voices, you know, which is like, oh, this this is the thing that you you were um, fighting against when yeah, like yeah. people um, like the Republicans were were in power. You were just saying no, they're sort of like they're censoring and yeah. and stuff. And now you're doing exactly the same, but yeah. just with a different ideology. Yes, and it's also it's interesting if you make this. Uh kind of extend this idea and to be honest when you analyze a little bit critically the relationship between like ordinary people and elites you see there is really little leverage that you can do even if you're in a democratic country Mm -hmm. well you do go to ballots like like once in like four years yeah and this is your connection to the people in power exactly you do really believe that you influence their decision making (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, compare, <laughs> com, compare that for like with the PACs as super PACs, like these yeah, big yeah. corporations yeah, that yeah. basically own politicians, exactly. especially in the US. How much really is the normal, yeah. the average person's influence on the politics versus this big corporation? Exactly. So there is like very, I think there is like very little connection between, like, you know, ordinary people and people in power. And that's basically the premise of, I mean, not a premise, but it's that's how democracy is. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's also maybe how here. power works. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just like maybe in, in Russia, people are way much more cynical and they know it. They know they have no connection. And yeah. they, I mean, like everyone knows that you have no connection to Putin. And there is no like, you know, illusion. I mean, yeah, they, they are like elections and you can maybe argue that he's like a popular uh, autocorrect, like in the sense, like some people support him. Yeah, true, but 
they don't have illusion that like their like small lives matter like in terms of like deciding like fates of humanity no No. i mean they're brutally honest that they don't matter and i mean maybe people in the west should also i mean at least be open to understanding this or like listening to this perspective because yeah i do think they like this whole narrative that there's that much going like on in democracy in terms of like um, a civil control of power or over authorities. I think this is just bullshit. Like, you know, it's like the more you live in the West, as, as you said, because like to me, what you said in terms of there's no change. It's like you may have different type of people in government or yeah. different type of uh, uh, red or blue people, but it ends up being the same type of politics right? with no big difference. Because you you just like you just see different faces in in your TV, right? It's, exactly. Um, and for me, when you take a step back and look at like the big picture, I always feel this type of affinity with Kafka. It's like yeah, you with these political structures, you always have this gigantic bureaucratic system. Yeah, that it's probably the, its biggest advantage is that it doesn't allow a a a, 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 a dictator. To yeah. come and like stay there forever. That's true, actually, yeah. But yeah. it's always above people. Like, yeah. it's nobody actually can change the system in a sense. Like, Kafka was very, very much genius in, in pointing that out. It's like, especially in Metamorphosis, would this guy turn into a cockroach? Yeah. But still, the first thing that comes to his head, <laughs> the first concern is well, how can I get to work? Yeah, yeah. Where can I get to work? Which is like, imagine this system in, yeah. inside this guy's brain that is so bigger than us. We kind of like caved inside. I mean, obviously it has some benefits and the biggest benefit that I mentioned, but yeah. then you get really caved inside this uh, structures that change just becomes, you know, it's always um, like like I said, that the next regime is sort of like an irony of the last one because yeah, like, yeah. it's just that in terms of like structures and how it does things. Yeah. But it's just a, with a different ideology. Yeah. And it's also, it, it makes me think that the only type of politics that you can have is just the one on the local level. It's like grassroots? The, not even grassroots. Like the type of politics is like how to clean my own like block of flats, like, you know, what to do mm-hmm. with the management of my house. Okay. That's type of like, the, here is also like a politics and you can actually have a real opinion. Like, you know, what we like, I don't want, <laughs> as we discussed, I mean, I want to buy like a second fucking like third um, trash bin for like a paper. Like, you know, it's like I'm, I I don't want to like rip these things apart every time. And this is all, all it's, it's all your perspective you bring here, right? You know, yeah. and, and you have to have to have like, you, you know, balls to, to make it happen. Yeah. You have to have certain power. Uh, but the more you go... Like the more abstract you go in terms of like this level of state, you know, you have like a city, then you have like this idea of a state. Here, that things become like very kind of fuzzy because like the state is kind of like its own thing. Mm-hmm. There is no real connection between state and people. Like it, it, it is its its own institute. It is its own like network of individuals. Right. And um, I guess like yeah, it's like to me, it's just. I would say. Once I moved here, and over time, I started realizing it, I would say more and more, that connection is, like, illusionary. Which, I mean, again, funny, because, like, people in Russia uh, say it all the time. Right. But you don't really buy into it, because you still have hopes 
that you know tell oh, yeah. you take different. Oh yeah, I mean people everywhere. I think there is this <laughs> sort of craving for a utopian, a utopia. You know, even people here when you talk to, I mean, I talk to some of my classmates, and they like crave for this like socialist state. You、yeah. know, it's like completely socialist state, and and I realize, man, like you. Like this German person that I talk to, and and you realize, you are probably in one of the best functioning democracy in the world. I mean,、yeah. in terms of like what we have right now, but you still crave for something like a utopia, yeah.、Uh, that is like,、um, I don't know, so just far away. But I don't want to get into that. But I just want to just get back to something that you said、uh, about like、um, comparing so. Russia with the with the West, so you said people in Russia are more just cynical about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you they, think it's just kind of the same, but it's just there is this illusion of、uh, yeah. legitimacy. I mean, yeah, the there、West. is. A, they they just understand that there's that small and there is something that big and they're insignificant. I mean, they don't have this illusion that their decisions just matter, and it goes, I guess, like very deep into Russian psyche since like ages that there is like this idea of.、Uh, um, Like basic hum, like just like humility, and also cynicism in terms of like their lives just don't really matter, and it's like all, all very like you know kind of like a tragic perspective,、yeah. but the one that maybe you know again as a perspective it has right to exist and to be understood because they just understand that things could could be better, you know if like you know somehow you have like different type of government, but you know you you don't have a choice you have you don't have a word here. Just because there is something that bigger than them, like you know, like there is like power, there is like a state, and、um, yeah, they kind of subscribe to it just because there is no there is no nothing to do here, like you know. Yeah, and and now I get yeah. If you want to, if you if you want to explain that to a German <laughs> and you person, need to, and you need to just survive, like the whole like、yeah. whole, just you just surviving, yeah. Like, you know, and yeah, when I yeah when I talk yeah.、I, Obviously, yeah. What you say is is completely true. How do, how can you, if you want to talk to this German person about, you have a, a an illusion of illusion of of uh, uh, the legitimacy、yeah. <laughs> of the state. Yeah. How can you break that? Obviously, they do, do would not want that to break.、Uh, so this is kind of I don't know is is a little bit of an aggressive thing probably、uh, seen from their side. Yeah,、uh, to burst the bubble. Even, I would say even it's like a conspiracy theory. Like, what yeah, do you for mo- sure. What、it's、do you mean? It's a house of cards <laughs> thing because if you say that, that means like, okay, Russia,、like all... Germany is no different from Russia. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're exactly. saying exactly. Yeah, yeah. But in a different way, that's that's that, that I get it. Like when I when I when I think of the United States, for example,、uh, and I see, obviously, there is this big corporations that that、um, drive the politics. Yeah, I mean the whole war. Machine of the United States is is led predominantly by this、uh, industrial military complex,、yeah. and that's crazy to feel like the biggest、uh, military in the world、yeah. is ruled by this by these corporations. But it's also it's like again like going back to this connection. It's so stupid to think that every time when people go to ballots in the United States. They like they should be asked this question: Do you want to have a free education or military bases around the world? <laughs> and like it, 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 like you know,、exactly. like ironically, they end up like choosing. I mean, there is no one to choose because like everyone in power supports having bases around the world. Yeah, because there is no connection. Like you know, but if you, if it was really up to you to have like you know like free education for children, I don't better healthcare system, you know, maybe no shootings, or like at least like some like improved quality of life. 
like everyone would go for improved quality of life because that's what matters to you but you have like this uh, like illusion i like also but in the in in the us it gets really cynical because like 50 percent of population they, they don't really vote so they're also saying like well, who cares like man like really <laughs> do you really think it matters <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is also a cynical part because i mean they they talk about democracy and stuff but they also like you know uh, i mean that like like majority of population in some countries they just don't go to ballots yeah i mean honestly I, i'm not very knowledgeable about like um the underlying reasons of why people don't vote uh like that portion of population does not vote uh, in the United States, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you're correct. It's like people go to vote, but the ch- but the choices they have is already been decided for. Yeah, you know, it's like always this, like uh, okay, you cannot just have everything right now. You, no, you no, have no. this and that. It's and it's always you end up with some lesser lesser evil type yeah. of situation, and yeah, I mean that's a problem. Like obviously in the West, you have like 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 we said. Um, you have this uh, like democratic structure, but yeah. then you have this uh, corporations, which I would call like the deep state that people call them, um, and that is the thing. Like, it, yeah, there is this democratic you know structure, but it's basically ruled by the money that has come from yeah. the deep state. So yeah. you have, like you said, there's there's that illusion. Like yeah. you have this thing, you have this facade, mm-hmm. so to say, that people believe in. Yeah, and obviously, one thing that I and you, I guess, uh, we both appreciate here is like the the freedom of speech, right? True. So that's also creates that type of illusion. Okay, if 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 the states are against this, why doesn't just everyone end up in in a prison? <laughs> but then the, the the way they do it is not that they don't put you in prison, but they just label you or just like uh, corner you yeah. as like conspiracy theory or this person that is like cannot really compete with the mainstream media and narrative. Yeah, and, and then people just stopped listening to you because that is so powerful the way yeah. Western propaganda works that mm-hmm. just makes everything uh, against it a, a sort of like you know a conspiracy theory that people just kind of laugh at you and you instantly yeah. become uh, alienated if you yeah. start you know, spouting that <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But they also, I think they really believe that the, whatever they are doing in their worldview is like really like the one that should be. Like oh, yeah. there's like hubris you, yeah. of like, so like, I mean, the, all the civilizational talk, I guess it just proves it. Like, you know, in terms of they really believe that they are the ones. Like, I guess, I guess what we maybe discussed like off mic, it's like they really believe they're the chosen people. Like, you know, in terms of like almost like in a religious sense. Yeah. I like, mean, they're obviously you can look at it two ways. I mean, obviously, I would I don't know if you would agree, but they still have some advantages over like we like talk yeah. like freedom of speech and you know, there's yeah, yeah. a solution. They have at least this facade, right? Yeah. And that facade just makes it better. And then just freedom of speech just makes it better from like the countries that you know like Russia and 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 in the Middle East. Um, yeah. Uh, so they actually to some extent have a better system, but then I also agree with you that there is this Eurocentrism. That yeah. Is, we are better, you know. We are, but and and by the virtue of being better, our perspective matters, and that is the one that matters. Yeah, but it's also to me the question is whether this is like really sustainable over long term because obviously this is like a real deep like you know hubris like in terms of the yeah. 
the idea that their perspective is the one that's like really divine. It's almost like it's like above everyone's perspective. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like, I mean, they, they think that there is like, there is just their perspective. It's like, there's no way, because I mean, they frame it in many different ways. They they frame it as like, you, you like um, rationality, like as normative thinking, like, you know, the one that is like really above other, like, you know, type of ways of perceiving the world. And then, of course, like, as you said, but they're also very dissatisfied with what they have. So they always need something more. It's like, in, in a sense, if their perspective is the best one, why they don't shut up and just, like, live their best life in their country? Why <laughs> they need to go somewhere to prove that they're the best? And, like, this is, like, type of, you know, almost like a Western imperialism. They, they, they're never satisfied. Right. And they always go on those adventures <laughs> To do somewhere, somewhere, like to do, to, to build something somewhere else right. that is legitimately better. Right. And they end up in this kind of like vicious cycle, like really inflicting a lot of pain in the world. True. And then they kind of like, you know, uh, and they never really feel sorry about this. So it's also, it's also almost, almost, yeah. almost like, um, you know, uh, they feel they really kind of like they have to do it and they have the right to do it and they end up like you know inflicting a lot of pain but they just simply kind of like how how do you how do you talk to those people who have like this above perspective <laughs> it's really hard like if you think yeah. about it and i think i mean obviously historically we read so much about it. i mean some to some extent it's rooted in like this crusades and you know this mm-hmm. type of like the, the expansion of, yeah, of yeah. your religion True. Uh, yeah. type of thing and i think it's it's definitely also amplified by um you know this industrial revolution and like you know just going to the country for the like raw materials which is like yeah you know continue to exist right now with like cobalt and uh, and other minerals like that uh but yeah i mean it's a good question um like before we talked about it <laughs> i i kind of like came up with this um, yeah, it, the the feeling of insecurity yeah. that is uh, here, and and maybe that is the way, like by proving that over and over again, they maintain this narrative. Yeah, that they did. They, they yeah, yeah. Obviously, the people try to put cracks in this narrative that no, West is not the best. You know, yeah, yeah. There are dissent voices here, not even in art and politics and media all over. But then the probably the way they maintain it is just to go invade another country and show their military oh, dominance. Yeah. I, and then I they, feel... they create a whole new narrative about, you know, then it takes like two, 20 hours, like the, the invasion of Iraq. And, but, but, the, but then it doesn't even matter. We can go like very interesting direction because again, the way you use the West here, it's, it's especially interesting because of course, like the whole idea of the West is a construct. Like, you know, because the the thing is the West. It's like, what is the West? Like, there's like a maybe German <laughs> way of The United States, bro. Yeah. But I mean, like, but we, when we say it, we imply way much more, right? We imply, like, way many yeah. more countries and many more ideas. And it's interesting because, like, I, it probably should be where like, there is a German way of living. There is a French sure. way of living. There is a British way of living. Like, there is an American way of living. But it doesn't mean that they're all the same way of living. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But this is, again, imperial and kind of geopolitical project that you know, like the, the U.S. is having. And, like, my problem is that this is exactly this universal perspective. It's like, yeah. you know, I mean, but even the whole, like, you know, if you think it's like a, a signifier is stupid, like the West, like, 
it's like it literally means direction but direction like doesn't make any sense because all those countries like they're all around the world like you know exactly like it's very stupid like to me but like and but but still people really believe it's a real thing (laughs) and again in the west so to me it it gets me every time yeah and i I, when i listened to your last podcast which people should go and, and listen to with david bozo i think you try to uh, somehow I, I had the impression <laughs> to give uh, Bozol this uh, idea or, put his, or maybe put the seed in his head that, you know, there is European Union, yeah. but it's like kind of uh, or maybe completely ruled <laughs> and controlled yeah, by like the US. Yeah. And I wish the EU had actually say in what they do and they could like organically progress and do yes, their own thing. Yes, yes, yes. Except uh, instead of just always being propped by yes. the US. It's also interesting what you said about in terms of like development of culture. And of course, there is truth to that, that there is like in terms of in Germany, because if you take Germany, it's, it is an ally. It's like the, the perfect ally of Americans with like, you know, military bases. And there is no real development of like real German culture, it feels. It's heavily influenced by American oh, yeah. culture. I don't think they're even... <laughs> I, I mean, the, they're I, they're allowed to do that. Like, obviously, you know, they kind of like take hostage. But yeah, um, but that's why we, we live in America. It was like such a good, I think, criticism and such a like, I mean, brilliant song in terms of like, yeah. And but the song they wanted to show you, like, yeah, like we live in America. It's like <laughs> we're fucking calling you guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like they were like very straightforward about this, right? You know. Yeah, I think. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, especially. I think you feel that even more in Germany, like you said, like the culture is not really, um, I feel like, yeah, like we said, it's kind of feels fake because it doesn't really, they don't really let it to grow organically. Uh, Whereas like where you are in France, at least, you know, the the domestic culture is, is very, yeah, it's very much alive and, you know, you feel that. And then obviously when you talk about foreign policy, you get into a whole different thing. Yeah, obviously it's you know. But an interesting connection because you do feel even on the cultural level, uh, Germany is way much more American. Okay. So it, it also tries to almost like, and we can like you know in terms of like how teenagers behave, they do behave like they are Americans, <laughs> or they want to kind of be Americans, yes. and they also buy a lot of like Afro-American culture, which is like very weird because it's something that is not there. There is like you know exactly. But they want to kind of like be like Americans. Oh yeah. And they're really obsessed with Americans, like in a sense. They always discuss Americans. Like, you know, everything that happens in America is so important to them. But Americans don't give a damn about what happens in <laughs> Germany. Like, you know, they exactly. like, they just like don't give a shit. Like, you know <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, like the the mics went they, <laughs> all crazy, like whoa. Well, yeah. So we have to <sighs> have to get back to i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it feels like there's something like a transition happened in the podcast though <laughs> wait i have some uh ideas or what the... um uh yeah i i i always like um i was always curious how you get got into politics and would you uh consider politics as a way that you relate to the world yeah, um, like how you see the world. Like, let, let me give you an example. For example, when I was eighteen, I kind of had this um, moment of self awakening um, that is coincided by um, um, finding a lot of movies and yeah. getting interested in movies. 
and art in general. Yeah. So art became sort of my tool to relate to the world. Like every every way I look at the world is through art. Every like relationship I have, mm-hmm. every sort of connection I have is like always coming back to the movie scene or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how the way I relate. And I think um, I just wanted to know is that like politics does that to you? Do you have that type of um, connection with politics that it kind of relates you or you relate to the world through politics? I think in a sense, yeah, it was also when I was uh, like 17, 16, I just got deeply interested in, in this idea of how people get power because power seems something so important in the world, like, you know, but also something like fleeting and uh, fuzzy and something that you couldn't really define it well. But right. in a sense, like when you read about people in power, you read about powerful people and you observe powerful people, I mean, like, this is, like, it's still such a mystery, like, mystery in so many levels, like, you know, why do people want power? And, like, why, why do they even care about power? And it's, like, what's, and what's up with power in terms of, like, like, what, like, why do they really care about, like, this thing? Like, you know, why, 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 why like, and could we imagine the world, like, in, in different way? And, I mean, I got just interested by, like, I was fascinated by reading a lot about people with power. Mm-hmm. Like different historical figures and different, um, I would say, yeah, like mainly historical figures. And to me, it was so interesting because it felt like, you know, they're different. Of course, there's like science, there's art, but power is something like, you know, it almost like a layer of our psychology that is so like important. It, yeah. Like it takes such a big chunk of your mental space and yet, like, not, not everyone talks about it freely or not mm-hmm. everyone conceptualizes it even. And then, of course, that, that started from there. And then I just, like, got interested into, like, politics, like, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a field of study. But also, I'm still, I'm, I'm just still very curious about, like, different aspects of power. Like, from, like, a very micro level, how, you, you know, you, like, people can manipulate each other, mm-hmm. like, on a very micro, even in relationships and stuff. And like why this happens, like you know, and like, like why do they really need this power? Right. Uh, but also on the macro levels, in terms of how do people accumulate power, and how do they like what what do they do with this power, so to speak? Yeah, and it's always interesting to sort of trace back its roots in yourself. That how did you end up, and how did how this interest came to be actually? Yeah. And why this? Like, for example, when I think about how did I end up doing or like relating to the world through art? Yeah. Um, when I start, when I did it at the at uh, eighteen or start doing it, I was just doing it like, um, you know, not really intentfully. Yeah. It's just something that I found and it was just very spontaneous. Yeah. Um, but then it continued, and and I realized, okay, there must be something there inside of me. Mm-hmm. That is sort of even before I um, <clears throat> I discovered art um, that made me sort of relate to that. And also, it yeah, like I said, I it really makes you learn more about yourself. Yeah. Then I realized, wow, okay, I am a type of a person who leans more on the feeling side. Like okay. I'm not a super like logical. I don't feel like logic of especially. I think after. Um, finishing my BA degree mm-hmm. when I realized because before that I also had this very 
a rosé, uh, you know, rosy picture of, of academia where you go and everyone just speak their mind and, you know, people are oh, yeah. just so free of bias. <laughs> and then I went there, I was, wow, I, I feel so much hypocrisy here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then I realized, wow, I mean, it's not just information that makes you uh, a person who is, how would I say, like a, a, a pure or maybe like, um, you know, a better person just in, in general. Like you can still have a lot of information, but still be an evil person, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, especially I think social science academia is especially... I have like a really, again, like talking maybe about like, you know, new ways of conceptualizing and thinking. I think like academia in itself is actually like a rotten play, a social academia, because I don't wow. think there's a like value, like that big value in social academia in comparison, of course, to like hard sciences, because those people really, they can make progress and changes and they're like way much more scientific, while people in academia, they believe in their own dogmas they have like the they kind of like endorse each other like kind of, kind of like a sign real scientist but what they kind of create is like this gatekeeper community where they let people in academia like only those voices that they want to kind of like amplify mm-hmm. or they want to continue spreading the same type of voices and i mean especially in 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 international relations like academia it becomes very obvious because it's so american it really like promotes American way of view by by saying it's scientific one, so it's like a universal right. one. It's right. not American, but like you know, all institutions are best institutions, of course, in America. But right. it's not it's not American. It's like uh, universal, <laughs> right? And of course, like then you start thinking about yeah, wait a minute, but like the whole idea of maybe like you know we should bring just different perspectives. True, and I still like that's why like one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast because it's with this a medium like free of like any interference right. where you can express yourself. And maybe something that you express is way much more like scientific right. in its nature than academia itself. Yeah, I guess that's also where I kind of lost my uh, faith in science because I realized how this scientific, even in hard science like just we talked yeah. about, it's it can be manipulated by by yeah. politics, you know. It's just it's not just it's it's not just uh, maybe uh, saying uh, completely wrong things, but just giving you the small nuggets of information to yeah. just sort of like you know um, control uh, the narrative in a sense. Um, and then you see, okay, that that would be pretty much very expected with social sciences because they're much much more nuanced. You know, it would yeah. be like much easier to sort of manipulate them and, you know, also like influence them because they're not also making so much money. Mm-hmm. They also always have to be funded by the state. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's also, I think, what one thing that was really big in my, it was kind of like my second awakening when I was yeah. in academia and realized, no, it's just not hard science. It's all, It's always very much politicized, even like, you know, the, the very... Like even scientific facts, and then yeah, yeah. then you get to you know social sciences, and then then when I realized, um, yeah, I'm leaning on a different. I I need to lean on a different thing to just um, you know lead myself in life. It's not yeah. just about 
I, I guess the best thing that I learned from academia was critical thinking mm-hmm. that not believe every anything that comes to even though it's echoed by so many people in the society you all, always have yeah. to be critical which is very hard because you're always yeah. uh, you know you know the, the 24 hour news cycle is just yeah. coming at you all the way which is making it super hard because at some point you have to believe in some people because you cannot and some scientists because you cannot mm-hmm. just go in every science and know yeah. you just believe in some certain scientists and you just get those you know small nuggets of information from them from them especially if they're like in a different discipline than mm-hmm. you um and then i realized yeah i'm kind of like leaning inside this i don't know how do you um how to explain it, but like this feeling side that like gut feelings you know but as you said like you still artistic one like right? exactly but like the way like you know there's a saying that like people, like the, of course, there's a big academic debate, not academic, but even philosophical one. That's like everything is about politics, but I actually realized. I mean, and for me it was the opposite because I mean I started with this, uh, uh, like with this uh, drive to study politics, right. and after a certain time I started realizing. But wait a minute! But this, it's all about kind of art, like in the, in the same in like the same way people saying it's all about politics. You can say it's it's all about art. Wow. Because uh, eventually, because it's also art is not just what people call the art, like or right. like you know like the confinement of art is like you know definitely is is what people define as on the art in the sense of some confinement of ideas and 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 uh, ways of expressing yourself, but like the whole human life can be art. Wow, and uh-huh. it's uh, something I I realize and I actually see it all over again in so many different aspects i mean that's so interesting yeah first of all i would agree with you that a lot of people i feel like that the the understanding or the definition they have from art is like the excellence of a craft like when when somebody does a thing which is just so good at it uh they call it like an art like an excellence but i think there is a difference between art and craft but would you would you think putin is an artist <laughs> would you would you call I, him a like artist? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to get there. No, I mean, but it's, I wanted to because what you said is really interesting. Because what I understood from your uh, statement was that even politics is so nuanced yeah. that you can treat it as art. Because art is the ultimate place for nuance. You know, basically, you can do anything in art. It's just well, it's, it's all uh, ultimate self-expression, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's also ab- always about challenging the existing structure or this existing method. There's the, the thing that exists. I and don't think it necessarily challenge. It's just like I think it's actually easier to connect art with attention. Like if something catches your attention, that's artistic. Like in a sense, whether it's in museum, you go and you right. see like this one painting, you're just like whoa. <laughs> yeah and it also depends on you because i guess on your perspective because some things click with you some things don't like you know yeah. it's okay in terms of like there's so much information so much artistic works and you, you listen that you, you could listen only uh, that much music right and some music you like some music you obviously don't like but it's not like that that's music i mean like these things like you know um it's all it's all about your taste true in sense it also depends on you as a receiver of this art yeah and also, how do you look at? I mean, do you look at? I mean, if you're an artist, then you have a different perspective of yeah. creating art. To, you know, also you are a receiver of art, but you're also a creator. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's really hard to pin it uh, down like that. Um, I think the way I look at it is just there are different cornerstones of human lives that are appealed to different um, cognitive abilities or, of, of, or capabilities of, of human beings. For example, I think philosophy to a great extent is all about logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have social sciences and politics and stuff like that. And then you have art, which I think predominantly just tries to explain human uh, feelings yeah. and emotions in a sense that trying to find uh, a platform uh, to to express those feelings and just nail it down because it's really, really hard, even though that's also one thing that I realize in academia, that our mm-hmm. feelings are kind of overlooked. And a lot yeah. of us taking decisions based on our feelings. And it's like really hard True. because then you go into psychology and psychoanalysis and and then the whole thing becomes kind of fuzzy. But then I've realized, yeah, I mean, the, the, the best platform for it is just art. And that's how I realized that I kind of um, empathize with this perspective of art because, yeah, I'm kind of a person who a lot of times uh, f- search uh, to feel more than to understand, I guess. I, I love to understand and get like mm-hmm. logical about the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then always I take a step back and look at the whole thing in a, in a sort of like a feeling uh, way that, like I told you before, um, mm-hmm. How, for example, define God? Yeah, that I didn't used to believe in God, but now I kind of believe because my um, definition of God changed. I don't think of like God as something like a super, you know, yeah. power in in the sky, but it's just something inside of every human being that it yeah. represents represents the good, and there's like devil or evil which represents the bad, and we have this sort of conscious feelings about our decisions, what we do and feeling good or feeling bad, which obviously can be manipulated. That's yeah. where other corners of life come to, you know, play, like philosophy and politics and, and so on and so forth. And but then yeah, probably like every person has a more tendency or leaning towards one of these more than the other one. Yeah, but it's also if you think about God as some form of form of art and 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 like creation in in a way that like the life itself oh, yeah. like if you think about the complexity of of life of life forms right. it's almost like life itself wants to create something and if you think about mm-hmm. like it wants to create a different type of species it's just like give it a chance to create something and then it explodes you see like so many different ways actually like so many different ways to live this life like you can be a human being but you also can be like a crab i don't know you can be like a or yeah. oh, like a whale like you know yeah. what does it feel to be a whale like probably it does yeah, feel yeah. something like yeah yeah you talk about <laughs> perspectives again yeah like yeah what does it feel to be like be a, a bird whale. damn what does it feel to be like that's, an, that's a stoner talk right there. yeah <laughs> but then you go into like a human realm and in human realm you, you actually have uh Almost like a, there's like a layer of like their living organisms, and on like on top of like conscious organisms, you have like this explosion of uh, self perception in terms of so many perspectives. Interesting, and then, yeah, and and I think that's for me is really interesting that someone like you that comes from yeah. the the political sort of social science perspective that um, sort of gets directed or ends up in this place where also looks at like political science or social sciences general as as an art, which I think is really, really interesting because, um, yeah, probably that would something 
that I also uh, would empathize with as a perspective. Yeah, yeah. But then for me, I would always kind of like doubt myself because I always see like art and I feel like, okay, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm always, you know, relating to different topics, maybe with through art and maybe like this people who come from like a political science perspective, they feel different. But for me, it's like actually very super interesting that um, you think that way. And um, because I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I mean, again, it's being just critical and just trying to understand. And when you are open-minded and you just like explore different ideas and again, you are dissatisfied maybe with the status quo in academia, then you start analyzing things differently. Then you end up like reading stuff that is like drastically different, like drastically different perspectives. And then you start seeing like something that something is missing, right? especially in modern academia, social science academia, because it really tries to be science when it, when it's not. Like, it's like, that's the point. I mean, that's, if you, if you really try to be, you try to pretend that you are science so much and you have, again, like this, like kind of like the world that people create that they really believe in probably, they just miss this, like that this is, this is, yeah. this is not what it should be, but it should be more like an art. Like yeah, self-expression. I think we're going back to that sort of like structures and the the illusion of legitimacy. You know, it's like yeah. also academia creates this illusion of legitimacy by saying it's it's science, especially like social sciences. You know, yeah, uh, or Indeed. humanities. I mean, humanities they don't like you know claim that, but like social sciences more, I guess. That is, oh, mm. it is, it is, yeah. it is science. Especially like yeah, people like economists. If you think in political, yeah. I mean, there is like a reason to put science in political science. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to go back to your original questions yeah. because original question because it was really interesting. Um, so, like you said, do you, do all you perspective re- matters? You can reverse now and ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I wanted to ask you because for me, it's all I feel this a little bit hard to sometimes listen to some perspectives. Yeah, because. I think it's always some feelings involved, obviously. Like, I cannot yeah. listen to extreme left person or an extreme right yeah. person. But do you think, uh, first of all, do you do that? And second of all, yeah. do you think it's necessary to do that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's necessary and I think it's a skill that is hard. I Why think is it so hard, though? Because you have feelings and you don't agree with people or you disagree with people and don't want to listen to them. Do you, again, f- do you think we f- somehow feel insecure about our knowledge and we feel like, oh, it's going to like all f- maybe yeah. fall in like a house of cards? It's also like this tribalism and we just, yeah. we're just, we're just like, like humans are beings of like comfort. Like, you know, we're just comfortable with certain ideas. And mm-hmm. when someone comes to you and says that you should rethink your thinking you just don't like it. Yes. And it, it, it takes a very kind of dedicated person to go and listen to. I can really... Yeah, a person who's open to challenge. Yes, and we can say empath- being empathetic and just... But again, this is just trying to understand like another person. And not person. being insecure about the shit you don't know. Yeah, but it's it's hard because it's it's not an easy thing to do. It, exactly. It, it's it a skill, you would say. I think it's a skill and you can get better... At this, and I mean, I'm not good at this, but I think I, I think I'm on the path, and I, I just want to become better at this. Yeah, just try to listen because I mean, I I think I just at this point I don't have a perspective. At least I have a perspective, but I kind of give give it up. I, I can change my perspective. Like well, this is what right. I say, 
it's like my perspective is like to change perspective <laughs> you know right. I mean? it's just like to constantly like it's like a fuzzy flux of ideas that you know i read this source and i just like yeah this sounds legit yeah like i read this source like yeah this sounds okay. legit. <laughs> yeah i want to also mention something i think that we talked about uh last time um like uh i think two days ago or uh, last week sorry uh, about like the 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 difference of perspective and opinions yeah and i and i think perspective is something that is inherently tied to vision and seeing you know and mm -hmm. like a viewpoint and the and and sometimes there is a phenomenon out there in the world um that you might just see it differently from another person uh, because you are standing in a different yeah. position um and the I think the example that we talked about was like, for example, real, uh, imagine there is a number in in our table. Mm -hmm. uh, it's six for me mm -hmm. and it's nine for you. Yeah. And none of us actually wrong. Yeah. Because from where we see it, yeah, yeah. I see six, you see nine. Yeah. And you're trying to tell me it's not six, it's just nine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying you can to say, kill another person just like, you know. Exactly. Just like, I'm, I'm, yeah. Exactly. And that's the challenge of perspectives. Yeah, so I think I think it goes hand in hand with this idea of uh, being able being able to understand other perspectives because eventually you need to come up to this understanding that there is no right way of viewing the world. I mean, like it's interesting to draw analogies. Like you know, in in physics back in the day, they believed that there is like some universal kind of stratum where everything is moving and everything is moving like uh, in relation to this. Uh, kind of stratum like effort they called it like some uh so there is like some space in the sense of like some universal thing out there and everything is moving in the space in relation to it and then like you know einstein came and he said like yeah like like no actually like you know like every kind of like the whole point of relativity is like things are relative to each other like you know there is no there is no point of reference that is like universal and maybe it's like it should be the same in in social sciences, like just understanding that every perspective like really valuable, yeah, and it goes back to your question, I think when you said, "How do you explain to like this Western about like your perspective? you know it's like like I go back to this example of the six and nine when you see at nine and I see at six, and I think the the answer to your question would be that. There should be this over, perhaps some about overwhelming desire from the other person to come all the way yeah. to where you are, which is very hard. I mean, it's practically impossible, but just get close to his perspective exactly. and try to see things from your point of view, which I yeah. think is really hard because you need a lot of uh, critical thinking. You need a lot of desire, just a lot of effort to do that. And I'm and I'm sure there are people in the West also to have a somewhat more realistic perspective yeah. of Russia. Yeah, and I think on on the one hand, I feel this is there is a reason uh, there, there there is a reason that is a difficult thing to do. Like you know, that's why I mean that's why it's not really it's it hasn't been figured out yet, or in, at least yeah. there is a work to be done on this front. Yeah, but don't you think it's a, it's a it's like a deeply human thing? Like I think what we somewhat miss in the West is also this lack of compassion. Like you have this overwhelming individuality. Yeah, and everyone perspective matters, but at the end of the day, that means your respect your perspective just matters to you. 
like you know I have a different perspective yeah. then your perspective doesn't matter <laughs> to me that much you know what I mean maybe it's actually yeah I haven't thought about it this way yeah that I guess it has a certain yeah interesting point um, maybe yeah maybe you're right because I mean I, I, I'm actually like Again, I'm very perplexed by this idea of how people who truly believe in individualism don't like don't have humility to get to know other perspectives. Because the, I mean, the, I think the the individuality that is in in our mind probably very different. Because when you are raised in the West, you yeah. are embedded in these ideas of individuality. I don't. I, I think for us, yeah, we yeah. have to be, because we didn't really experience it. For some time in our life, we had this idea of individuality, and then yeah. we saw and said, "Oh, okay." First of all, the idea I had is very different. This is, but but then you see, like the individuality, like 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 very other ideas that you th- we thought very like sort of somehow very high regarded, like academia, truth, yeah. information, freedom of speech is also something that these people had. But they never really understood yeah. it in a way that we did because we never had it some in in some part of our life, and then we came here and um, start having them. So we're not really embedded in this culture in the way that it defines individuality. Yeah. We're still kind of like outside in a way that we define individuality. Yeah. And I think our way is perhaps a little bit more critical because we've seen two perspectives, not just one, and we're yeah. like deeply embedded in what maybe we used to be deeply embedded in one and then we came here and it's kind of like burst our bubble and <laughs> start understanding that what actually all of these ideas are and also individuality probably one of those uh, concepts that's very different in their mind because they grew up in a in a western society than us that kind of always first start reading about this individuality yeah. and then sort of came to know yeah. when they were already like adults and kind of like progressed in thinking yeah, but it also for me it comes to like those simple things that I I think like the way I would say English speaking culture operates it's way much more like it's way much easier to be performer speaking English language. That's why we, I mean we record in English and uh, right. I feel it's it gets the access to like you know to performance easier than any other like probably language in the world right now. What do you mean? It's like performance? It, it's easier to be kind of like to self express like so, so mm-hmm. to speak. To, it's, it's much alive. I feel like yeah, yeah. It's easier to it's easier to just be someone like you know you are someone like you know than in any like like uh, in comparison to Russian and stuff like this. Um, and even in writing, for example, it also like I guess shows up. I mean, like those like small details, but of course, I feel like eventually there is a level of like you know um, of self expression that you can achieve only in the west because some ideas that you can like we discussed right now like in 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 russia like people would would be even way much worse stuck in their own thinking in their own perspective Mm -hmm. that they just like they would they just i mean it's not that they they would just never listen to other like ideas they would just like they just kill you before you even say something (laughs) like that bad like in terms of they have that that kind of like um, like in, in just not in their bubble, but in their head, so to speak, they just don't want yeah. to. And I um, think it's it's a two way street because, like, obviously, the culture came about by the writings, like the philosophical writings, yeah. by the political writings, and they used language, yeah, to express those, and they just get 
like continuously better at it. And then they also shaped culture and they shaped language. And then yeah. English became this language of uh, self-expression. And, and yeah. you know, I think, yeah, one way to look at it is just historically and also like, you know, just the role of English and, and the, how the culture sort of gave birth to it, mm-hmm. but also in, was influenced yeah. by it in a sense. And I, and I definitely agree with you because they, these ideas existed. Also, it gave this opportunity to, to the language mm-hmm. to be able um, to give uh, individuals this you know, ability and facility to express themselves. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly right. But then it again it comes to to this uh, interesting question: How do they miss like you know other perspectives, and how do they? Yeah, I th- uh, because, <laughs> how do you go about this? Yeah, like, I think like, what we also sometimes lack is also the same thing, like seeing the world from their perspective. When I, for example, have conversation with. Not people who are in academia, just normal people mm-hmm. like at work or different mm-hmm. places, and then you see um, how deeply embedded they are in this 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 narratives. Mm-hmm. But also, it helps me to understand them as well. Like we are, to some extent, the elites because we were in academia, yeah. and we and we're also sort of susceptible to see the world from that perspective. I think everyone <laughs> are elite in terms of like everyone yeah. possesses this. A skill of critical thinking but not everybody does but, that but do you think they simply miss kind of like our experience of being outsiders and coming like to a place or another way like well, maybe it's like they're missing this idea that uh, there's something else in the world like that's uh, that's certainly <laughs> one element yeah and then i think we are also a very specific uh branch of like um, foreigners, like, because we yeah. also be we study social sciences, we sure. study these cultures. Yeah, so it's very different because we are actually like to some extent think, uh, especially when I talk to people who come from academia, like our age, they I I I realize their image of the world is that every other person is like them. It's like every person yeah, has yeah. this <laughs> a skill of um, knowing good from bad, and when I talk to them. Uh, oftentimes, I feel like they, especially when it, they, t- they talk about this like utopian images that should be in 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 the West. Um, then I realize that the way they look at other people is that they are the same elitist elite yeah. people, yeah. and they don't realize that. I'm sorry, but there are a lot of also bad people out there. Yeah, and the the, the difference between that bad person and like a person the, the, like you who's I assume is a good person and doesn't want to, you know, corrupt society is that that good person, for example, goes into politics, they do their time for four years, eight mm-hmm. years, and they go, you know, about their business. But then th- there is always this person who comes up and shows up in this society that has this deep sort of tendency and, and, and longing for become this dictator. You know, they yeah, sort of overlook um, the, the evil in the, in the world because they're inside. There are good people. I, I assume there are good people, but they they don't they fail the they fail to empathize with the evil or like people who are generally evil. I mean, I'm not saying it's their fault, but there's always there's incident of these people uh, getting power and you know fucking ruining society. Yeah. It's true, but it's also to me it's deeply interesting. Why is it so? And of course, yeah, I think like if there is a one like. 
benefit to Western system is the idea of, of course, like keeping in check people who really want to get like this much power. Exactly. Because I think it is like to a certain degree. It's the biggest. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess it's almost proven that it is a part of like, human nature to get as much powerful as possible. Yeah. And and with the, with um, having, I would say, states and um, all those big governments and it's it's that easy to get that that much power like you know i mean not easy but it's it's really conceivable to get that much powerful and uh, i guess it's, it's it's good to have some checks um but yeah i guess uh, let's work it up i mean uh, it was a hell of a conversation yeah, with, it was uh, very interesting yeah i guess uh, yeah but for me it's just the way i want to end it and just you know thinking about uh, again like perspectives yeah I, th- I think it is just important to try to convey to the westerners that there are different ways of thinking and like they can do whatever they want with this idea they can deny and they can you know go all in and say like yeah like you know we don't really care but at least they should articulate their own kind of position and e- even even if this position is like you know like well like our perspective is the best one yeah, and I to be think, just to be honest, sorry. like they should be honest, like you know, like right. this is their vision, like. Yeah, and I think yeah, that also goes back to this understanding the difference I think between opinion and the perspective because yeah. it can be the case that your opinion is wrong and my opinion is right in some some cases, yeah. but then perspective is not really wrong or right yeah. or wrong. It's just this how these people see the world and there's always some truth to it. Yeah. Some propaganda in it, some I mean, wrong from, in from it. My, from my I, again it's like it's actually interesting because from your point of view it's always true. It's like if you have a perspective <laughs> I mean like if you if you were me and you happen to to be me and you happen to have like two kind of like complete all the steps and you come to the same conclusion and you're just like, yeah, it's like Exactly. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I think, yeah, it goes back to compassion, bro. Yeah. It's like this, you have to have some compassion for other people, even though you feel like they're bad people or like maybe like lost people, not not necessarily bad. But I think you have that, you need to have that type yeah. of compassion to just put yourself in other people's shoe. Exactly. And that's something I think missing or maybe it's also like a side effect of individualism. That's a different topic. Well, definitely, we'll think about it. It's yeah. actually an interesting idea. I haven't, haven't thought about it. Well, then, we'll keep, I guess, discussing it in the future. I guess, cheers. and Thank you so thanks. much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure for me, too. See you next episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me.